after 25 years of work, you only have £7,000 in your pension. Hello and welcome to Stuff They Should Have Taught You in School. I'm your host, of course, Monsui. Now, um, a quick thank you to all listeners and subscribers out there. Do hope that you enjoy this podcast. And please, you know, give it a like, share it. Let me know what you think as well. Um, I always give my email address in the show notes and at the end. Um, before we get into it, also a quick reminder, these are done in one take. And also today, I am my throat and, um, well, I don't really normally get ill, but I am slightly ill, so my voice sounds a bit weird. Um, but I'm pretty much out of the illness after just a couple of days because I eat healthily, or I try to, and uh, have lots of turmeric and ginger and lemon and honey. Anyway, um, retirement. (laughs) I heard from someone that they were working in a major supermarket. I'm not going to name the supermarket because um, I'm I'm not sure what the implications of naming that supermarket is. I heard, actually my friend told me this, is he was speaking to someone in a supermarket and she said to him, I'm going to be retiring soon. I've been working here for 25 years and I've only got, and she said, I've got £7,000 in my pension so I can retire. Now, think about this. If you're going to retire at 65, for example, or 67 or 70 or 75, Whatever the age is. Do you think £7,000 is enough? I don't think it's even enough for one year. I don't think you could even... I mean, You know what? Let's bust out the calculator here. We're not messing about. Okay, 7000 divided by 12 is £583 a month. Okay, what can you... That's not even going to pay your mortgage. That's not even going to pay your rent. You're gonna live in a in a in a what in a you know in a in a room within in a house of multiple occupation in HMO a house share, uh, with other people just paying five hundred pound a month, for, um, your bills included and your rent, and then you got eighty pound left over to spend on food. Can you survive on eighty pound? Um, and the worst part of this story is that her daughter was sat on the till next to her. And she turned around, said, Mum, wow, you've got a lot of money. £7,000, wow, you've got a lot of money for your retirement. Okay, let's get one thing clear. £7,000 is not a lot of money. The sooner you start thinking that £1,000, £10,000, £100,000 is not a lot of money, the sooner you start thinking of a bigger game. And you stop penny pinching. You, You allow the money to flow. You allow it to come in and out. And the more you allow it to flow, the more it will come to you and the more you keep. The wealthy people out there, yes, they make more money, but they also spend more money. They don't think £7,000 is a lot of money. £7,000 can barely do you... I mean, you know, £7,000, I can't can't even do a... a, You know, it's it's just not enough. Even if you were to say, okay, I've got £7,000, like, great, yeah, okay, you've got £7,000, you've got some savings, whatnot. But realistically... Now, realistically, £7,000, even if you if you had that in, in cash, how would you invest that? How would you make good money out of that? I'll tell you right now, it's like a tangent on this episode, which is obviously on retirement and a rant on retirement. How uh, messed up it is, really, 
£7,000. Um, the best investment you could make with £7,000 is most likely in yourself. Um, probably not, obviously, use all of it. Some of that should go for it towards an emergency fund if you don't have that already. And then maybe some into some speculations, a couple of stocks and this and that. But the majority you should start spending on books, educate yourself, and then eventually go to courses. Right, so that's the story. Someone's retiring in the, for, after working for 25, 25 years of service. They've been given £7,000 total in their pension. Their daughter's on the till next to them saying that's a lot of money. Can you see how, how messed up this is? No, okay, there's so many holes to be poked in this. It's not a lot of money. You can't retire on £7,000. How can you be working for 25 years and not have, and not even have, like, you should at least have 50, 100 grand in your pension, surely. Um, so, you have to take control of your retirement. You have to think about it. Only, you have to think about it. The earlier you think about it, the better it's going to be for you. The difference between planning at 25 or planning at 20 and 30 or 35, the earlier the better. Is The difference between um, starting to invest a hun- just a hundred pound, just a hundred pound a month at twenty, rather than thirty, is insane. I did another episode on compound interest. If you want to go and see that, you can go and see that. If you want, email me and ask me for a spreadsheet which essentially shows you this. Then, um, then you know, just let me know and I'll, I'll email me and I'll I'll send it to you. Excuse me. Um, so. The difference is massive. The earlier you start, the better. Even if you are 30 now, and you're still thinking, well, you know, most people, what they do is they think, oh, I'm young, I've got time. I don't need to think about it now, I've got time. Now listen, no one has got time. Time is not something you can have, it's only something you can use. So how are you going to use your time for yourself? Only you will help you. You are the only person that will ever help you. You're the only person that will... Well, maybe not that will ever help you, but you're the only person that will consistently always help you and consistently always be acting in your own interest. You're the only person that will be there for you till the end. From the beginning to the end, it's you. It's on you and it's always on you. And, you know, if you're waiting for the lottery or or the lucky break or whatever crap you want to say, I'm waiting on this, I'm waiting on that, I'm waiting for the job raise, I'm waiting for this investment to come through... Um, I'm waiting to sell this investment. I'm waiting for my Bitcoin to blow up. You know, it's just a load of bullshit. You need to focus on yourself. Look after yourself. No one else is going to look after you for you. No one else is going to tell you. Um, unless you have like really like on it parents and people that are around you that are like properly on it. Um, you know, in terms of money management and financial literacy. If you don't have those kinds of people around you, then you're pretty much screwed. You're pretty much leaving it to chance. You're pretty much leaving it to when you get to 60, 70 years old and you realise you've got absolutely nothing. Um, £7,000 is nothing. You can't live off that. There's no way you could live off that. Um, how is that even possible? Okay, yeah, let's assume that you've paid off your mortgage. Now, who the hell pays off their mortgage, first of all? Who the hell, who, well, some people, yes, but very rarely. 
most people, they'll start paying it off, they'll realise the house has doubled in value over the last 10 years, and they'll refinance it and go buy a nice car. A liability. Their, in, their, um, their expenses are going to go higher from the, the more money they're borrowing from the house. So, <clears throat> I'll give you an example. A £100,000 house. £25,000 deposit. £75,000 loan. Imagine you paid that off over 25 years, yeah? Now, you've got £100,000 house that's now worth £200,000. And you're thinking, oh, there's a lot of money in that. Let's let's get that out. So what are you going to do? You're going to refinance at a 75% loan to value, pull out £150,000, and you're going to think, wow, I've got £150,000. Um... And look, I've put the calculator out here, man. And uh, for anyone watching on video, which is on Spotify, and will eventually be on YouTube once um, my staff start actually uploading it more consistently, uh, which is something I need to get on. That is £375 a month interest only loan. Okay? £150,000 at 3% interest. I'll just double check the maths. £150,000 times by 3%. That's £4,500 per year, interest-only payments, divided by 12, yep, 375. So you're going to then take that hundred and and you're going to buy a car. You're going to go and buy, do some work on the house. And now you're paying 375 extra every month that you weren't paying before. And if you bought a car, which you're probably going to go and buy a Porsche or a Mercedes or a BMW or an Audi, which all just scream electrical issues, unreliability because they're not Japanese, um, and they're, you know, you're probably going to spend a fair bit on maintenance, insurance, all this kind of stuff, um, that comes with, you know, buying a car isn't just the cost of the car, it's a lot more than just the cost of the car, so then you're going to be maybe spending another £200 a month, now you're in it almost £600 a month, now where's that money going to come from? Uh, that went that I did go off on a little bit of a tangent then. Um so yeah, I am in property, so this is sort of my passion in a way. Um but realize this is that if you're putting off retirement, you need to start doing your own research and helping yourself now. It's never too early to start, it's never too late to start, but just start and just consistently be investing every single month. Where is your pension going? Most people don't even know where it's going. Don't even know what companies it's getting invested into. Why, you know, everyone thinks, okay, uh, we're going to come off oil. Yeah, we're not going to use oil anymore. So what happens if your pensions are invested into big oil companies? Are those companies the type to pivot and move into electric? Okay, maybe people, maybe come certain petrol stations like Shell... Maybe they are moving into electric um, because they're starting to put, you know, electric charging points in the petrol stations. Um, but where is that money going? You cannot leave it to chance. You're essentially making a bet. You're making a bet saying, OK, let's close my eyes and we'll wake up 60 years old, 70 years old and just hope we have enough money to eat. And if we don't, then we just hope our kids have enough to give us some money. And if they don't, then we just hope the government looks after us. What? That's no way to go about things. <coughs> First of all, your kids, if you 
have this sort of money management and this sort of level of financial literacy, which is near none, then your kids are most likely going to be in debt and not going to be able to make ends meet anyway. They're probably going to be asking you for money, even when you're 60, 70 years old, which does happen. Unfortunately, it does. But the goal here is really retire your parents as quickly as possible. They've done a hell of a lot of stuff for you. They give when they thought when you thought that there was nothing to give. They still found and gave. For the most part. Uh, so you need to help yourself. You can't leave it to chance. You have to start looking. Where's my pension going? Can I move it into it? Okay. Can I move it into a SIP? S I P P. Self invested personal pension. S I P P. I'll say it again. Self invested personal pension. Transfer your pension into a SIP and then you can invest where you want. I can literally log into my pension right now on my phone and then I can see exactly, I can even keep that money in their cash and not even invest it. I can't pull it out because I'm not a retirement age, but I can see where it's going. And then I can think to myself, oh, you know what, uh, let's do... Um, two weeks worth of research on company x is company x good for me and for what i think about the future and then you think okay it is good so let's buy some stocks in it but hold on let's not buy them all in one go i've still got 20 years left before i retire so why don't we dollar cost average it or pound cost average it and just put in 100 200 pound a month into company X. Let's find £100 a month, £200 into company X, £100, £200 a month to company Y. Some into index, passively managed index funds. Some you keep as cash. Look, imagine if you had retired when COVID happened just recently, 2020. The whole market crashed. And also, the stocks and pensions, not really the best retirement. The best retirement, the best investment, in my opinion, the best investment for sustainable, generational wealth building is property, 100%. Because you get paid in capital appreciation. And you also get paid in rental income. You don't have to sell the asset to make the money. You actually can live off it without having like 10 million there and making 1% dividends. Um, and you can leverage against it. £25,000 will get you £100,000 worth of property. £25,000 will get you £25,000 worth of stocks. And the debt that you get on the property is eroded over the time through inflation. So the £75,000 really is more like 40 or 50 grand after 10 years or whatever. I don't know the correct maths on that. But um, the, the idea there is that the value of that debt goes down. Your income's going up because you're increasing the rents and things. And um, you don't have to think, um, you know, there's many, many ways to invest in property that are very passive. There's many ways to invest in property where you don't have to really get your hands dirty. There's many ways to invest in property very easily. Uh, and then there's also on the other end of the scale, you know, investing in properties, doing ground up developments and refurbs and all this kind of stuff. Uh, which you may not want to touch, but you can still invest. There's many companies out there. I'm not going to name any because I've only used a couple. And the ones that I've used 
I, I will only tell you if they're good after I if I've used them after five years and I've drew some money from it and it works. Um because if someone comes and listens to this episode and they invest in, in a company which I've heard of from another podcast or from somewhere else, but I haven't done my proper due diligence in it and then you lose money, then who are you gonna blame? At the end of the day, wherever you invest in, you need to do your own research. Okay, I'm gonna summarise it here. This one was very much off the cuff because um I've literally got two two lines in front of me, one saying, um, working for twenty five years in supermarket X and only seven K in pension daughter on next hill saying that's a lot of money so there's that is scary that is scary man that is truly scary that people are going into adulthood thinking seven so one thinking seven thousand pounds is a lot of money two thinking that they can just leave it to chance three thinking that that company's going to look after them i tell you i'm telling you i know people that have had best friends since childhood they're hired by their best friend from since childhood they've known them for 30 years they've been working for them for 15 20 years whatever it is however many years it is does not matter they will drop you like that you have to help you you have to find a way to rely on to not rely on anyone else to put food on your table you need to diversify your income you need to, yes, okay, fair enough, have a nine-to-five, but then also be building your own stuff on the side through investment, you know, side side hustles. Never rely on one source of income. If I lost my job tomorrow, I'd still be able to eat. If I lost my investments tomorrow, I'd still be able to eat because I've got more than one source of income, and you should too. And it doesn't happen like that. I mean, I've been at this for almost a decade now, and I still don't have as many as I need, as many as I want to have. You might be at it, for two years and you might win bigger than me and be good on you you might be on it for 20 years and you might not still even get you might still after 20 years 30 years only have one two sources of income but at least you're improving there and then exponential growth hits when exponential growth hits then that's when you're going to really laugh because you're going to realize as they say the lily pad that doubles in size every day until one day on day 30 it's covered the entire pond. But on day 29, it's only covered half the pond. So from day 1 to day 29, it's taken it's taken them 29 days to cover half the pond. Then in day 30, they do the whole, the all the work that was done in 29 days in one day. You managed to do 29 days worth of work in one day. It's amazing, isn't it? Compound interest. It truly is the eighth wonder of the world, or whatever Einstein said, or whoever said that. I can't remember. Anyway, I'm going to wrap it up there. Um, I've been recording for about 20 minutes, so I don't normally go too long on these episodes. Um, but you have to take control of your own retirement. You need to realize that that pension may not be the best thing for you. You need to investigate it. See, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. I have a friend who's getting a pension. Now, in the UK, current minimum rates are 8%. 3% of your salary from um, your employer and 5% from you. So if you have a £1,000 a month salary, 3%, £30 coming from your employer, your employer is putting £30 into your pension pot, you're putting £50 into the pension pot. Um, and you, you then then you get net off that and net off tax as your net salary to into your bank. 
Um, my friend is getting some mad deal where it's like 20% or something like that. And I said to him, I was like, look, you should investigate into SIPs. And he was like, well, you know what? I actually get a really good percentage, so I don't know whether it would uh, still carry over. Now, if I were him, I would still ask the question. Because what's better than having 20%? Your, your employer, you're essentially putting like 5% in. They're putting 15% off your salary in. This guy's on like two, three grand a month as well. He's getting this free money, yeah? And he could potentially be choosing where that goes. It's no brainer. It's a no brainer, really. Um, but take control of yourself. Take control of your finances. Don't leave it to chance. You can't put it off and think, you know, I don't have to think about it now. You should always look for the future. How can I help myself for tomorrow? What am I gonna do that my 70, 80, what am I gonna do today that my 80 year old self is gonna be proud of me for? What am I, when I'm 80 years old and I'm retiring with hundreds of thousands of pounds, or if I decide to retire at that age or not, um, what am I going to do? What am I going to have done that my 80-year-old self is going to turn around and say, well, I'm glad I did that. And then I'm going to look at someone else who didn't do it, and I'm going to say, well, I'm, I thank God that I didn't, you know, do nothing. You have to do something. If you do nothing, you're going backwards. You have to do something. You have to do something about your retirement. You cannot put it off. You have to start thinking about it now. If you don't, if you if you're you know young, I think the age demographic for this podcast for most people that are listening. Now, this obviously this podcast can be used. Listen to anyone can listen to this, whether you're five years old or you're fifty years old, doesn't matter. Uh, I still, at the end of the day, the plan that I'm trying to teach you what they don't teach you in school, what's going to actually help you in life, the real life skills, the real life that you actually need. Um, and one money is a huge part of that, obviously. Um, but, you know, what if you're, if you're, you know, whatever age you are, it doesn't matter. If you don't have any idea about your retirement, like, I, I can pretty much tell you with some degree of accuracy how much is in my pension right now. Um, and um, I don't even monitor it, really. <laughs> I normally just get it out to just show people and I'm like, well, have a look at this. I'm well I'm like, well, have a look at this. This is the breakdowns they give me. This is where I can invest in. Look at look at this. And I show people. And I'm like, look, it's on my phone. Look, this is what you should do. Um, because I want people to succeed. I want I don't want I don't want to get to eighty years old and look around me and see these people that all broke. That's not good. It's just not good. Man, it's just not good. Um, so, I would encourage you to, if you don't know anything about your retirement, take these steps. Number one, schedule some time to research. And number two, research. And that's it. Schedule an hour every week. You know, your future self will be thankful for you. So, anyway... You have been listening to stuff that they should have taught you in school. And you should think about your retirement. You should also give my podcast a review, a five-star review, of course. Share it with anyone else who you think might find this useful. And uh, let me know any topic requests or if you just want to say hi. My email address is monsui at icloud.com. M-O-N-R-S-U-I at icloud.com. And 
I hope to be seeing you on the next episode. And hopefully on the next episode or in a month's time, you can turn around to me and say, I've made a sip and I can see where my retirement is going. Um, uh, and um, I'm going to be able to retire and I'm going to have more than £7,000 in my retirement account. Thank you for listening. I'll see you on the next episode.